those that are watching tonight by way of the live stream. And uh, we want to just welcome you. Thank everybody for this past weekend who uh, presented us with the um, birthday cards and all those things. Although I have been praying, and I think he has, I've been praying for the Lord to reveal to me something, and I believe he has, because, um, and I have a feeling the one who did it, the guilty party, is probably watching by means of the internet tonight. But as I was opening up my birthday card, looking at him one by one, somebody had the audacity, brother, to write in my birthday card, Roll Tide. (laughs) And I think the Lord has revealed to me (laughs) who that individual is. Praise the Lord. All I can say is Rocky Top will stand forever. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory. We (laughs) got to have a a little bit of um, fun. um, Praise the Lord. Amen. I got to gain my composure now. Um, well, I am not picking up, Casey. Um, I don't have control. Don't look like. Y'all bear with us just for a few minutes. We're still studying on being rooted, growing um, deep and standing tall. Um, We're going to pick up where we left off uh, the last time. Okay, I've I've got it now that you... All I want to do is see you climb those steps, you know. (laughs) Uh, but um, we got to back up a little bit because um, just kind of remind you what we were talking about Uh, we started the lesson the last time about following the process and uh, there is a process that we must follow in order that we can get ourselves rooted and grounded and established in the faith as the Word of God teaches us. And the scripture, uh, main scripture that we brought to you was found in the book of Colossians, the second chapter and the sixth verse. And uh, this is what it says. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, 
and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. If there ever was a time that people who are serious about living for God and people that are serious about wanting to go to heaven one day, getting themselves grounded and rooted, it's the day we're living in. Uh, because there's too, too many things that the devil's got out there that will try to take you this way, take you that way, try to get you to go any kind of way you can imagine except for the right way. And the only way that you have hope of standing is getting rooted deep and establishing yourself. And last time when we were talking about following the process, we primarily talked about Jesus being the originator and the finisher of our work. If you remember, we studied Matthew chapter 15 and verse 13, where Jesus said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. And we talked about the necessity of starting the right way. Starting the right way. Um, if you want to make it to the end, amen, you've got to make sure you start right. Amen. There's a, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Can you say amen? And Jesus himself said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath uh, not planted shall be rooted up. There's a reason. You know, when you take a, take a storm comes through, it's amazing how some trees will weather the storm and keep standing after the storm's gone while others topple over. In 1998, when that tornado came through Nashville, right through the downtown area, and then it just kept following a path out uh, uh, east toward uh, down Lebanon Road, out through that way, um, it uh, crossed right over uh, the farm where the hermitage is, and uh, we lived in Wilson County at that time. And I drove a school bus for Wilson County. That's where I started driving in Wilson County. And uh, I was on the bus that evening and had kids on the bus as that was coming right at us. And so the Hermitage had over 1,000 trees blown down as that thing passed by. And I gave it a few days because I knew how hectic it would be over in that area, but after two or three days, I went driving down through that way, and it looked like a war zone. It looked like bombs had been dropped everywhere. Everywhere you looked, there were trees toppled. Everywhere. But... What got your attention was you might have 
three or four trees over here that's, that's uprooted completely. And yet here stands one right here, unscathed. Amen. It's the same way in the kingdom of God. Do you know that God said in the last day, and some of the stuff that's, going, that's beginning to happen now and that's going to happen is not all from the hand of the devil. Because God has said he's going to send, Dave was going to come, he was going to send a shaking in the land so that all those things that uh, can't be shaken will stand. I promise you tonight, those that are gathered here, those that are watching by the internet, something somewhere along the line is going to is going to hit you to shake your world. Hallelujah! If it ain't already happened, it's coming. If it's already happened, it's liable to come again. God allows things like this to hit us from time to time, time to see what we're made of. Hallelujah. And so Jesus said every, every plant of which my heavenly Father ain't planted shall be rooted up. That's all I'm going to cover for my last, just a touch of base, because I don't want to reteach that lesson. I want to have some time for tonight. The second part to our lesson about following the process Tonight we're going to be talking about walking in Christ. Walking in Christ. Um, now that we understand the origins of our faith, Jesus is the uh, originator and all of that, and we talked about how we've been planted in God's kingdom for his praise and glory, it becomes necessary to learn and follow the process which will not only keep us secure, but likewise facilitate growth and fruit in our lives. We've got to be concerned about whether or not we're bringing forth fruit for God. Now let me tell you, God's, God's inspecting you. He's watching you. He's watching me. He's checking us out and seeing what kind of fruit are we bringing. And I don't want to tell you how many scriptures is in the New Testament that talks about trees being cut down that don't bring forth fruit. Um, so we got to understand, Brother Douglas, what the process is. That we can facilitate growth. We want to grow. Sister Moore, we want to grow in the Lord, but we also want to bear fruit. We also want to bear fruit. And the key element in following the process is walking in Christ. Walking daily in Christ will facilitate you becoming rooted. Apostle Paul admonished the Colossian Christian to walk in Christ. Let's read this here again. As you have therefore received Christ, um, 
Well, I, I hit the wrong one. I jumped ahead of myself. As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Colossians 2 and 6. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. That's why we're talking tonight about walking in Christ. It's a key element. But I want to ask the question, how do we walk in Christ? How do we do that? If walking in Christ is one of the key things to help us become rooted, how do we do it? How do we walk in Christ? I believe that's a legitimate question. And I think it's a question we all ought to consider. Now, I'm going to go back to um, Colossians again, and I'm going to read that same verse, but I'm going I'm, I'm to read it in the Amplified. Um, look at this. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk. Now notice the parentheses there, and I got it in yellow. So walk, which means regulate your lives and conduct yourself in union with and conformity to him. Wow. <laughs> Walking in Christ, uh, that's just not something you can haphazardly do, sounds like to me. Walking in Christ, regulate your lives and conduct, your, conduct yourselves excuse me, in union with and conformity to Him. Reflecting, here's the second part of it, reflecting his character in the things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin. You're not going to lead somebody away from sin when you're still indulging it in yourself. How in the world can I lead an alcoholic to Christ if I'm carrying around a fifth in my back pocket? Hello, somebody. That's, that's an area that a lot of modern-day Christians seems to have lost track of. It, the way we conduct our lives, as that Scripture says, the way we regulate our own lives and conduct ourselves not only has implications for you, but it has implications for those people who view you, know you on a daily basis. Now, I don't know how you feel about it, but I know if I make it to heaven, it's going to simply be by His grace. I'm going to need his grace. I'm going to need his mercy. 
I said that to say this. I don't want, when I stand before the king, I'm going to have enough to answer for in my own life than to have somebody else's blood on my hands. I don't want to stand before the king at judgment day and look and see somebody else cast into hell, and as they're going off in hell, they turn around with tears in their life and said, I watched you. Don't think that can't happen. You better think again. And I promise you, people are watching you when you don't know they're looking. And if you profess Christianity, you could very well be the only Bible a lot of people ever read. So what are they reading from your life? What are they reading from your life? As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to Him. When I see that word conformity, Brother Kyle, I think about another scripture that says, conform yourself not to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So to walk in Christ means that we're going to emulate him. We're going to conform our standards and our way of living with him. Everything we do, we're going to stop and think. Will this bring honor to Jesus? Where I go, what I say, everything, what I wear. I need to stop and ask, will this bring honor to Jesus? Because if I am a Christian, I'm supposed to be conforming my life to his standards. I'm not supposed to be doing like a lot of Christians do. Well, I wonder if this is wrong or if that's wrong or if this is a sin or that's a sin or if this is written in the Old Testament, does it still matter? I'm going to tell you something. All 66 books matter. Amen. Uh, What? I had never heard that, Brother Pruitt. Do do you know that there's a scripture, and it's in the New Testament. It's in the New Testament. It says that all scripture, A-double-L-all, is given by inspiration, God, and is profitable for doctrine. Hello, somebody. And guess what, Brother Kyle? Do you know when that, when that verse of Scripture was penned, the only Bible that they had was the Old Testament at the time? The New Testament hadn't been put together. Uh-oh. All Scripture. 
is this is inspired by God and it's profitable for doctrine. Doctrine just simply means teaching for correction, for proof. What you need to be thinking about, what I need to be thinking about, does my life uh, come into conformity to Jesus Christ? That fad that came and went several years ago, you, you don't see him much more. Several years ago, I mean, you've seen wristbands, you saw T-shirts, everything. What would Jesus do? I think most people have done forgot all about that. Amen and hour. Let me move on. I've got I've got to, I've got to move on. So we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves in union with and conformity to him, reflecting his character in the things you do and say. Uh, I'm I, let me say this, I, and I'm not doing this to um, toot my horn by no by no means, because it ain't really it ain't to me. It's it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing to it. But I tell you how people have gotten to become today. And when you do something that's right, the rest of the world's going to think. This is a blockhead. I went through a, a drive-through, and in a hurry, I got what was, I, I, I um, gave him what it, uh, I handed him money, and they hand they hand me the change out, and I grabbed everything and you know and and I went on. And then later, about 30 minutes later, I got, I got to looking at the money they gave me, and I got the receipt for what I got, and I seen that they had given me $1 bill too much. And uh, these poor, uh, a lot of these poor kids today, they don't know how to count that money. Yeah, I mean, you tap something in the thing and it'll show up and tell you how much change. I mean, you most. I'm serious because I've talked to some of them. They don't know how to count back out change to somebody. You know, they there's a lot of things that's not being taught. A lot of things are not being taught uh, that people actually need. And this other stupid thing they're coming up with not teaching kids how to write cursive. What? When that kid grows up and wants to buy a house and wants to sign a contract, how in the world what are they going to do? Put down their mark like they used to do in the Old West? But anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. Hallelujah. Um, we need, amen, we need to emulate Christ. And as the story I was telling, I took that dollar bill back just today. 
And I went inside. I didn't go in the drive-thru. I went inside, and I walked up, and I, I said, can I please see the manager? Uh, I mean, first of all, they were shocked. You know, oh, Lord, he was getting in trouble. And, uh, but when the manager come out there, uh, she didn't know what I was going to be doing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they get dumped on a lot. But I had a smile on my face. I said, I said, I ain't, ain't no problem. I said, but um, I said, I was, in, I, I was in here the other day, and um, I got to looking later, and uh, I, I had a dollar bill here that I shouldn't have. And I just wanted to bring it back uh, and give it to her. I said, it ain't much. I mean, it's just a dollar. I said, but I said, it's just a principle. I said, I don't want nothing that don't belong to me. That's what I told her. And you should have seen that blank look and that jaw drop. And I believe I could almost read her mind, what is this dummy doing? You could see the blank look. You said she, she didn't know what to say. Ain't nothing like that ever happened before. People come in and raise Cain about being charged too much. But I, uh, finally, after she got her breath, she started to turn around, uh, uh, and then she came back around. She said, "Well, well, thank you." For being honest, I don't know nobody would have been that honest. Um, maybe, just maybe, if I run across that lady somewhere else, and I have an uh, advantage to be able to mention something to her about the Lord of the church, she may, it's a possibility to think, well, it could be this guy's for real. So the way we conduct our lives, that, that, that dollar bill, well, I mean, you know, wasn't nothing. But I don't know how that was by the places I work, but I've been in charge of money at, at, at companies and stuff before I, I worked a lot when I was younger, and Sister Dolly and I got married at uh, you know, gasoline stations. And I wore a, a change thing on, on the side here. And, and, I mean, you you, you, you got to know how to count back out change and give it to somebody. And I remember from then, I remember from then when you figured up the day's total, and if you short... I knew where it was going to come out of. It was going to come out of my paycheck. And when you wasn't making but a dollar eighty cents an hour in the beginning, you know, if you had too many short shifts, he could key you in a heartbeat. And so I don't know if the lady who gave me that would have been done that or not. I don't know if they uh, do that or not. But I'm, I've worked several places that would. But anyway, it was, I just said that to be, be an example that uh, we got to reflect his character in the things we do and say.
Amen. Everything we do and everything we say, we need to reflect his character. Now I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. And I want to read a little bit here. I hope I got all these upright. I was in a hurry getting this done this evening. He said, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk. Now, remember, we talking about walking in Christ, remember? So we're talking about walking. And you could, you could, you could daily, you could, you could paraphrase that and take that word walk out and just put live if you want to. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk or you should no longer live as the rest of the Gentiles live or walk in the fertility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. Wow. Who, being past feeling, past feeling, I, I, I'm scared for a lot of church people. Because a lot of people in the church, when they hear a pastor or somebody else, a, a Bible teacher, come across something, that hits them in their life and kind of steps on their toes at where they're living at. One of the biggest things you hear, well, I, you know, I don't feel condemned over this. You've heard me say it before. The Bible speaks against it. It don't matter if you're condemned or not. Hallelujah. How you feel ain't got nothing to do with it because there's a lot of people have done got past feeling. Do you know the Bible says you can sear your, sear your conscience with a hot iron? Amen. And I, I've talked to too many people. I've, I, I've questioned them. and says, well, I don't, I don't feel guilty about doing this or going here or doing that. And if you, got, if you can take the time to take them back far enough, you'll find out that somewhere down the way, it might have been a long way back, somewhere they had some conscience about that. But because they kept overriding their conscience, Sister Moore, one day they got past feeling. They become numb to sin. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. You didn't get this from Jesus. If indeed you have heard of him, have been taught by him, and the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct. Now remember that amplified version about your conduct? The old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, 
and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Hmm. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Hmm. Yes, God still expects his people to be holy. And I am going to wind it up with one final scripture in 1 Peter. It talks about that and talks, uh, gives one final word about conduct. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. 1 Peter 1 and 15. In all of our conduct. And remember, walking in Christ is regulating our lives and conduct ourselves. Amen. This what it takes. It's what it takes to get rooted, grounded, and established. What I'm leaving you with is two words. And if you want to write these two words down, if you're taking notes, please do so. How in the world can you do this, Brother Sammy, what you've talked tonight about? How can you mold your conduct and live holy in this unholy world? I mean, ain't nobody doing right. If a thousand people had kept that dollar bill and stuck it in a pocket and went on, would it still been right if I did it? No. The only way you can do this, folks, number one is through dedication. You really got, when you come to Christ and you begin to grow in Him, you got to dedicate yourself. And by dedication, I'm talking about devotion, being committed, and being faithful. That's what dedication is all about. Who are you devoted to? Who are you really devoted to? Who are you committed to? Who are you faithful to? You better be dedicated to Him. And when you get dedicated to Jesus, it brings about consecration. That's how you can begin to have some holiness in your life. Ain't nobody ever made holiness if they ain't dedicated to the Lord. If they're not devoted to Jesus, if they're not committed to Jesus, if they're not faithful to Jesus, they never are going to be holy. But when you get dedicated, then you're going to see some consecration in your life. And consecration means to be set apart, purified, and cleansed is the words that I got when I did a little study on that. Set apart, purified, and cleansed. So that completes that part 
about following the process. Um, we will start again and pick up next week, Lord willing. And we won't be in this as long as we have. We're on the back side of it now. But we do have a few more things that we want to share with you about. Let's all stand together.